0: what's good everybody welcome to the sports business podcast i am your host eric compton aka money compton This podcast is available on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Anything other than that, you are just a bonafide J-Cat. Like I said, you can find me on Instagram at moneycompton. You can also email the show at sportz, B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. You can also find me at the Twitterverse at sportsbusiness. Yo, coming up on today's show, we are going to talk about my week 18 winners. We're going to give a little preview of the NFL playoffs. And then also we're going to talk about uh, how below 500 teams ain't got no business hopes of the playoff game And I'd even be okay with reseeding some of these teams We'll also talk about the latest coaching carousel in the NFL And how I think I may have solved the problem as far as why these coaches keep getting fired And how we could probably either A Make sure that the right coach is hired Or B They'll reconsider who they uh their their best business practices And then we'll also get into the dummy of the day But f- before we get into anything <clears throat> Today is January the 9th, and I know this for a fact because I went outside last night, took out my trash cans, and I looked around, and I said, man, what's going on around here? Y'all need to take, out, take down these doggone Christmas tree decorations. This is January the 9th. Don't be that person that waits all the way to MLK Day, and you still running around here with Christmas decorations up. Take the tree down. Take, Snoop, take that Snoopy in the Christmas outfit running around in the helicopter. Take all of that stuff down, and let's get, you know... Put it up. It's a new year. You can take it out probably right around Thanksgiving and, and, and go from there. But, you know, give, it's it's okay. The holidays are over now. So, you know, take take your Christmas tree down. Email the show. Let me know when's the appropriate time to Craig, take your Christmas decorations down. Because I took mine down, I want to say the 2nd of January. Something like that. But, yeah. Y'all need to take you Christmas stuff down. And they don't make no doggone sense around here. Y'all still out here talking about jolly old St. Nick on, on January 9th. But, any we got a lot to talk about so one I did I had a show recorded actually um I did a show late last week thought about it and uh I actually had to go step out and go handle some business so I actually never hit the submit button and then I got back home after I ran my errands and I was like "Mm, I don't know I think I'm gonna let that one as one of the lost episodes so maybe one day I'll 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 drop it maybe not it'll just fall into the final files of just the lost episodes but I say all to say it was mainly pertaining to DeMar Hamlin. And as of this recording, about 15 minutes ago, DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital in Cincinnati and is on his way back home to Buffalo, New York. So that is the power of prayer. That is nothing but well wishes. And that is nothing but huge news. And that is nothing but God doing his work for that young man. Um, obviously, last week was a scary situation. And, you know, I don't know if I would call that an injury or it was just an accident, you know, just a freak. A freak accident that happened, but um, the most important thing is that he is still recovering, he's still you know making things happen and he still got to figure out um, you know, what what things need to do, but one thing that was kind of interesting was that they said, they the doctors over at uh, the Cincinnati Hospital was, you know when he, when he finally woke up out of his, uh, his sedated sleep or coma, coma, coma that he was in the first thing he asked was, did we win? And, and and the doctors gave the... I don't want to say it was a corny response by saying, yes, you won. You won the game of life. But the first thing I thought was, first of all, dog, you got a whole breathing tube stuffed down your throat right now, which can't be comfortable. And you looking around and you see your family members next to you. The first thing I'd have been like is, yo, what happened? I don't know if I'm really worried about if we won the game or not. But... Um... It was the most football thing I could ever think of. Is somebody saying, "Hey, did we win a game?" And you, you sit here, you practically died on the football field, and and and, and, and that's the mindset of how football players think. Like they're always thinking about the game and their teammates and things like that. But I know me, I probably been like, "Oh, like what happened? Like why? Why am I here?" Um, but you know, so that that gave people a huge sigh of relief and knowing that he's coming home today is 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 great news. The other thing that got me tripping was that. One, we didn't know who who DeMar Hamlin was before that, before that injury happened. Like, you might have seen him as far as like the little starting lineup. They give you a name and where you come from type of thing. But outside of that, ain't ain't nobody really know who my man was. And I hate to say this, but I always go back to thinking, you know, and I was talking to my homeboy, I think, I think it was last night over the weekend. And um, we were just talking about how everything is, is trending upwards for him. And, you know, the power of prayer works. But he had a toy drive for his hometown of one of the surrounding areas of pittsburgh where i think his only goal his GoFundMe goal was only like i want to say like 2500 and he probably only got like $1, 15 1600 and after news broke out that you know his his what his GoFundMe was about and what he was trying to do for his own community back at the crib i think as of this recording it is driven right around 8.7 million dollars probably tipping towards towards nine milli. And my thing, and I got to thinking initially, is like, why can't we give our roses to people right now? You know, why did it take for my man to essentially die on the football field to to want to start giving out, you know, these 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 charitable causes? Like, you know, why aren't we highlighting some of these these what these players are doing back in the community? So, you know, it's it's fine and Danny that he got the money that he got. He definitely made over a two hundred percent. Uh, growth, You know, by by the thousands of percents of growth as far as what his goal was and what he's been able to, achieve, you know, receive so far. And my thing is, you know, let's let's not and this isn't just in, in sports in particular or celebrities. Let's not let's not wait till something tragic happens to each other to be like, dang, bro, like I should have did this. Like pick up the phone and call that person. Tell him you love them. You know, you know, send that text message out. Hey, man, I'm thinking about you. Just want to let you know I'm here for you. You ain't gotta wait till something catastrophic happens to be like, man, I was just about to call that dude. Call that man up right now. As soon as you get up, I'll wait till after you done listening to my show. But call him after you, you know, you, you done listening to the show and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm, hey, man, girls, yada yada yada. I'm here for you. Just want to tell you I love you. Like I, 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 I take pride. I take pride that I'm a damn good friend. And i'm a damn good family member because i'm the first one to always pick up the phone and call my folks like i'm a damn good friend like ain't nobody ever gonna sit here and say i don't just say hey bro i'm just thinking about you can't nobody that i care about right now sit there and say that i'll never be like hey man i ain't never called you can't nobody say that because i send text messages out to my, my family or i'll even pick up the phone to certain people because i know they don't text back or they're not texting to be like hey man i just want to call you tell you i love you dog i'm telling you right now it's not that hard to do but My week 18 winners, I just want to go off the tidbit real quick. Just, you know, make sure you pick up the phone and call somebody or text somebody. Let them know that you love them. Week 18 winners, it has not changed. I got the Niners, Kansas City, the Bills, Cincy, and I started to just leave it at the four. I'm going to let the fifth one sneak in just because they kind of won yesterday, even though they should have smoked them boys, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I get it, Jalen Hurts hasn't played the last two weeks, but the Giants didn't play none of their starters, and you had to struggle like that. That's a little bit of a red flag for me. As far as the Bills go, the Buffalo Bills, that was a homecoming game. And anybody who's played football knows that in homecoming, you sit there and bring a little sorry team out there, and you bust them over the head, and you are supposed to obliterate your opponent. Um, And my man sat there and brought those two kickoffs back, which they actually needed. And I think Mac Jones looked like a serviceable quarterback until he threw those three interceptions. But I, I knew the Buffalo, like, there's just no way the Buffalo Bills could have lost that game. Yesterday. And I'll even go on a stretch to say this. What was that? The year 2020, January 2020, Kobe Bryant passed away. Shockingly, just out of the clear blue. Passed away. And I remember saying right then and there, the Lakers got to win the championship. They, they did anything less than that is is a bust. You got to win. You got to win. I'm going to say the same thing about the Buffalo Bills. They ain't got no choice but to win the Super Bowl this year because of everything that's taking place with them. They got to win the Super Bowl. Now, do I think they can win the Super Bowl? Absolutely they can. However, if we keep it in the butt, the road to the Super Bowl, wherever, in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, it's a little bit tougher than I think the NFC. And... You' are gonna have to go up to a very, very stacked AFC. If you look at the, if you look at the teams in the AFC, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars who got Trevor Lawrence, who's who's looking like Clemson Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden. You got the 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 I don't know what you want to call them, San Diego, Los Angeles, uh, Disneyland, uh, Universal Studio. I don't know what the hell. I they don't even got it at home, but anyways, the Chargers. You want to talk about the Chargers? They got Justin Herbert. You got Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And depending on what Lamar Jackson does, if he feels like playing football, you got to deal with him, the possibilities. And then you also got Miami and their potent offense, barring whoever plays quarterback next week as well. So the road to the AFC, to the Super Bowl through the AFC, is a little bit tougher than I would say the NFC. Honestly, the reason, like I said, the only reason why I put the Eagles up there is because they ended up getting the number overall seed. Their defense has been a little bit suspect for me. Um... Yes, you can say that those two losses were because of Jalen Hurts. Um, hopefully with the extra week off that he gets that they can he can kind of look better. But they said that he was struggling yesterday he was really in a lot of pain, so that's still another red flag. But I'm gonna say right now, it's hard for me to kind of get on, on tip with uh it's 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 hard for me not to say, hey, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the AF in, in the NFC. Like it's hard for me to justify the Cowboys, the Eagles, damn sure, the Vikings, the Giants, um, or even uh the Seahawks. But the San Francisco 49ers have won 10 games in a row now with their third-string quarterback, which in hindsight that draft, uh, that trade for Lapdance Lance is probably going to go down as one of the worst trades in, in, in NFL history. You went all you did all that just to go to get Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy last year in the draft. Which means, you know, he was the last pick in overall in, in all of the draft last year. And now he's going to be starting more than likely next week for your first round playoff game. Like, you did all that just to be on your third string quarterback. and It just doesn't look right. And then now, if we're keeping it in the buck, more than likely, it's going to be Brock Purdy probably be probably beating out Trey dance, Lance for the starting quarterback for next year's team so then you're on year number three with him so you got to start thinking about that fifth year option what are you gonna do because if Brock Pretty is able to look like a serviceable quarterback which he has you know you've thrown him in different different types of lines of fire he came in off the bench when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt was able to succeed against that was the Dolphins he was down by 10-plus points. Granted, it was against the Raiders, but he showed that he knows how to push back when his back is against the wall. He, he knows how to push back and make things happen. He's also shown what happens when he turns the ball over a couple of times, makes things happen. What game was that when they uh, – it was against the uh, – Lionel Rich and the Commandos. They, they couldn't really convert a lot of red zone opportunities. But they were able to at least get some field goals to the defense. Like I said, it's probably the best defense in football, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got a lot of different thing, holes that he's he's got a lot of different weapons that he can utilize. He has a great defense that's backing him. All of a sudden, George Kittle looks like he's probably, I mean, I not know, probably. He's always been like a top three to five uh, tight end. But he's probably the second best re- uh, tight end besides Travis Kelsey right now. You got Debo Samuel who just came back. Brandon Ayuk is turning into his own type of uh uh, player they, that they drafted in the first round they got Raymond mcleod out here So they got so many different weapons. And I, I mean they got a whole platoon of running backs So they got a they got a nice solid squad around him And then they also have a defense where if and when he does make a mistake The other team can't even capitalize on the mistake that Brock pretty has made So I think he's in the best predicament and I wouldn't be sure sho- I would be shocked if he's not the starting quarterback next year for the 49ers will like I said, what you gonna do left dance Lance? There's not really going to be too much of a market for him next year if they plan on getting rid of him. It's clear, very clear that Jimmy... I would keep Jimmy G as your backup, and I would try to see if you can probably get like a late round draft pick for for, for Lap Dance Lance. Because I don't think he's going to get any round. He ain't going to get any burn with the Niners. I'm going to keep... I don't think... I, I'd be shocked if that happens. But, um, Cincy... Since he has to play Baltimore next week, we don't know what the situation with Lamar is gonna be, but it yo, that's a situation where there ain't nobody really talking about it. And I'm gonna get to that in a minute as well. You got you I mean nobody knows where he is. Don't nobody really know if he's gonna play. They, there's rumors that he he looks like he'll play all the way up to he ain't gonna play. I don't know what's going on over there, but they got some red flags. Um I'm all the way off the I'm off the bandwagon with the Cowboys, man. You can't tell me nothing about the Cowboys right now Where I got some faith in them like, I honestly legitimately wouldn't be shocked If the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys this Saturday Or my, I'm sorry, Monday I, I I would be shocked If the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers Like I've been on the Cowboy hype train all season long But the last month, really, ever since they lost Ever since they put that 50 burger up On the on the Colts They ain't been right since And I don't know if they let that win get to their head But they ain't look right And they they beat a Jalen Hurts Less team against the Eagles. they was in a bomb burner that probably turned it up for the Jaguars to be like, all right, we can actually do this and make a run in the playoffs. Lost to the Jags. They lost to Lionel Rich in the Commandos yesterday who really wasn't playing for nothing. And Dak Prescott looks so bad, man. And it's to the point where I can't even defend Dakota, man. I can't defend this dude. You know, I... When you're talking about he missed, I think, four or five games and he's still leading the league in interception. And I know he's thrown more than two pick, pick, two pick sixes this year alone. Like, it's almost indefensible what Dak Prescott's doing right now. The defense, it was top tier, looked like doggone damn near the 85 Bears at one point. They're looking like they took a step back. I don't know if it's with injuries, but Trayvon Diggs, you know, you pretty much got one side of the field shut down, and they just barbecue chicken up on the other side of the field. Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, they trying to do as much as they can, but the defense just either they just look battered and bruised, like they just look like they look like they just punch drunk, punch drunk, where they just out there just punching and just getting hit back, where they just can't really get get the job done, man. They just, I mean, the fact that they gave up twenty some odd points against that Commando team yesterday. I don't know, but those are my week 18 winners, yo. Speaking of winners, let's talk about this quick little loser, that Quay Walker kid from the Green Bay Packers. Boy, if he wasn't the first round draft pick right now, bruh, I probably would have told him take that jersey off right there on the field. Don't even take a shower. Go straight to your car. Go to your locker room. Go to your little cubicle in your locker. Get your wallet and your keys. Leave everything else behind. We'll mail it to you. Because he literally costed the uh, the Packers a trip to the playoffs. One thing is, out of all weeks, you really going to sit there and put hands on an athletic trainer? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Out of all weeks right now, you got the nerve to put your hands on a trainer. You bold, bro. You are completely bold. I don't care if, you know, people are like, well, the trainer... Put hands on Quay Walker for No, he didn't. He was trying to slide through. If you ain't been in the club or you tapped somebody on the show, like, hey, man, let me slide through real quick. Excuse me, pardon me. Like, that's exactly what he did. He ain't sit there and shoved that man out. He ain't sit there and try to box him out like he's trying to go for a rebound. That man tried to slide through. Hey, can I, you know, my, there's a player that's down. It's a safety. Come on now. It, it, it's unnecessary. So, Quay Walker, bruh, whew, I will put you as a dummy of the day, but you, you, you already made yourself look like a dummy who's over there walking back to the locker room crying like uh like, my man Red off of Friday when Debo knocked him out. Like, you you did that to yourself, man. So, if I'm the Packers, he's lucky he's a first-round draft pick out of Georgia. Because if he wasn't, I'd be like, hey, man, go straight to your locker. Don't even worry about changing. Just take your shoes off because I don't want you to crash in your car if you're wearing cleats. Put some slides on. Don't worry about getting your stuff. We'll mail it back to you. Don't don't come back. Your, your badge or whatever you need to get into the building has been terminated. You can't come back. You literally just costed the crackers. A trip to the playoffs. Like, you bugging, bruh. Now, quick little NFL playoff preview. First of all, I got a huge problem with the Cowboys winning, I believe, 12 games. And the Buccaneers winning only eight games. And the fact that the Buccaneers get to host a playoff game. I got a huge problem with that. Um, and then on top of that, Lady Luck usually ain't even on the uh, on the side of the doggone team with the better record because they're playing on the road. I think about the Beastquake uh, about ten, almost ten years ago or twelve years ago, actually, when Seattle uh, when Seattle Seahawks were a, a sub five hundred team in the NFC West, and the, and the New Orleans Saints had to come all the way over to C, uh, Seattle, and Beastquake happened. I believe it was another time as well where another sub five hundred divisional winner got to win a playoff game as well, a home playoff game. So I see all that say. The NFL really needs to put a conditional rule in where if you are a... I'm even okay with two rules. One, if you are a sub-500 team, I'm sorry, dog. I don't give a damn if you win the division or not. You got to get your ass on the road. You got to hit the road, Jack. You got to get go, go call a travel team. Go and start booking up some hotels and stuff because you got to get on the road. There's no way, not to mention something that is just crazy, like the win the win difference of four games. I believe, like I said, Tampa has eight and Dallas has 12. The differential of four games, that's not that's not cool, man. You got to do something about that. And then two, there's another game that's a very, very interesting question mark. And, and, and you could say, well, Jacksonville, you know, they, they it's they are plus 500 team. The fact that I believe San Diego has won 11, 10 or eleven games and they got the better record and they still got to go on the road. They gotta do they got to think about reseeding they got to think about reseeding some of these things where hell I'm even okay with for at least for the wild card, wild card only, wild card only, ladies and gentlemen. If you have the better record, you get the home team, you get the home game. If you're a sub 500 team, you got to go on the road. It's that simple. Just reseed, reseed these, uh, reseed these teams, and I think it's a little bit better. Um, I'm not gonna say that the Cowboys are it's, they're at a disadvantage, or you know if they lose this game, it wasn't fair because they were on the road, because the Cowboys have their own issues. But it 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 does it does put them with their backs against the wall. Same thing with the Chargers. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go off on the Chargers in a minute, but that's still if we keep it a buck, it's still a, especially them. They gotta come all the way across the country to go to Duval County, so th- that that's that's a hard ask to do, especially if you've won double digit games and you have the better record. Like I don't know how I feel about that, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to say the Chargers and the Jags games is my. That game is probably the most interesting one. I honestly think the Jaguars will beat the Chargers. Um, The Chargers, they pulled a dummy move yesterday playing some of their starters. And I just think that they have Charger ways of losing games. I mean, they're the Chargers, LOL. I think the Jags have a little bit more stability they got a coach that's gotten them. They got a coach that's won the big game and Doug Peterson who knows how to get the job done. Trevor Lawrence, he didn't have the best game Saturday, but, you know, their defense is solid. Their defense is aight. You know, it's, it's cool. They a'ight. Um, And they got weapons on the offensive side when Trevor Lawrence does it, when he looks pretty good. So, you know, I I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Buffalo against Miami. Again, that should be another homecoming game. But it, here's the, here's the thing. There are three games to this weekend where each team got to play each other twice. You got Buffalo and Miami. They got to play each other for the third time, mind you. Miami. I'm going to tell you all right now. There's this whole speculation about bringing Tua Tagovailoa back. I don't think I'm touching him. You can't tell me that this man has had three concussions in the span of four months and you want to bring him back again? I, if you really care about your players, you can't, you can't bring him back on the field. I don't. You can't. You, you you just can't. There's just no way you can try to convince a doctor, a a, a, a a nonpartisan doctor who's who's got a clear conscience to be like, yes, he's clear to play. After he suffered three concussions, and one of those concussions, he got put out on a stretcher. And his fingers were, he his fingers froze up and he was low, he was kind of unconscious on the on the on the field. You can't you can't convince me to play. If if you're Mike McDaniel and you really have the best interest of your player, you can't. You cannot put that man in there. As far as Teddy Bridgewater, he's t- t- uh, Tyrod Taylor two He just a sneeze away from getting hurt from some type of freak accident. Like it's gotten to the point where every time t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets on the field, he gets hurt. He's he's. I mean, it, 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 I hate to say it, it's inevitable for him to get hurt. Like he's Mister Glass. Something gonna happen. So then you rely on some a quarterback named Skyler. Sound like somebody from the Big Twelve or something? I don't know. Don't know him. I I guess. Uh, So, the Buffalo Bills, once again, they should have another homecoming game. They should beat the Brakes off of the Dolphins. Um, The Bengals-Ravens, like I said, they don't know who playing quarterback. That's another game that should be pretty uh, uh, open and shut case. Um, Niners, seahawks that's another game that's... It's hard to beat teams three times, but... If I, if you are telling me out of all the three games that are that are running it back for the third time, that's the one where I am a little. I don't know how I feel about that one. You got the Niners, like I said, they've won ten games, and my boy, my boy told me that we was talking last night. I was watching the Sunday night game, and he it's a very very valid point. When you hear a, a, a stat line like that, the Niners saying they they've won ten in a row, man, you can't tell me that that don't sound like they do for a loss, and you can't really. And you have a loss in the playoffs, that means you go bye bye. But they might be due for a loss. As good as they are, as good as in in all of the bullet points I gave about their resume. They might just sit there and have a case of the lemon booty and just lay an egg this this Saturday. It could happen. It could happen. Or they could beat the brakes off the Seahawks because the Seahawks are... It's weird. The Seahawks have been so weird where I can't put my finger on them where Geno Smith broke the all-time franchise-leading record for passing but there's been some games where he it it just their offense looks so pedestrian so I don't know but if you're gonna tell me out of all three games which one do you have the the which one are you not so confident it's that cow it's the 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 Seahawks against the Niners that one's a little it's a little fuddy-duddy tricky ready right there for me just not I I it's a hard one for me to judge now as far as the Vikings and the Giants go I'm gonna be honest. If you follow me on social media, I've been laying the smackdown on all New York, on, on New York, but I'm gonna give the devil its due. I think the Giants should, and they probably will beat the Vikings. Vikings, I don't care. There goes another stat. The Vikings are 8-1 at home this season. You know what that usually tells me? They do. The Bills do for them. Um I think the uh the the, the Vikings defense is just do to wanna stick. Um The Giants defense. Is solid. One thing you can't knock about the Giants, their red zone defense is 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 one of the top tier red zone defense in the league. It's all just a case of how their offense is going to look. Are they going to be able to move the ball with Saquon, Danny, Danny, Danny Jones, Daniel Jones? Can he move the ball down the field with some no name wide receivers? It's all it's all going to be. It's that's the main question. And whether you got a defense that is as sorry and pathetic as the Minnesota Vikings defense. I like my chances with uh, Big Blue. I think they can do it. Um, I'm leaning towards that they do it because outside of that, I don't think there's another team that the Giants can beat in the playoffs. So they might as well go ahead and get this one out the way because they would end up playing the, well, No, they might, they, they would end up playing, I believe the Eagles and they, they, they just ain't got it. So I would be shocked that the Vikings actually beat the Giants. You know, I I just I just can't see it. Then we talking about Kirk Cousins on primetime TV as well, so there is that. (laughs) LOL. Um, Cowboys and the the Bucks. That's a game that I'm just I'm very very scared to touch. I think that can go either two ways. The Cowboys going to beat the brakes off of the Bucks, or the Bucks are going to beat the brakes off of the Cowboys. So that is a pick'em game for me. And if you're telling me if I have to pick one right here on site, I'm gonna go with. the Cowboys, and notice how I was very hesitant. I just don't know who, you know. I think about that Week One game or how trash it was. Actually, I was in where was I? At? I was in Atlanta. Week One, I was in Atlanta. I was with my boy Mark. We was in my room. Uh, we was in my room. We was watching the game, just chopping it up. And I, I just strictly remember me and him chopping it up the entire game. And it got to the fourth quarter, and we was like, "Yo, man, we've been talking this all the entire time. This game has been trash." So, I don't know what we're in store for for Monday night. But I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're in for another garbage fest. Um, And it's Monday night football. So, that usually tells you it's going to be lemon booty anyways. Now, let's get on to this coaching carousel that it looks like some coaching moves have already taken place. We got Levy Smith that got got his pink slip. We got uh, the Arizona Cardinals' Cliff Kingsbury. He got the pink slip. Uh, It's been on record that the Broncos are looking for a coach. The Panthers are looking for a coach. Those are the teams right now that I can think of off the top of my head that are looking for coaches. Could be wrong. Things could change by the end of this recording. But I'm going to give you all some teams. I'm surprised that the Commandos haven't fired uh, Ron Rivera. He needs to be fired as much as I like him. You can't sit here and talk about, oh, you thought that if you won or if you lost, you still had a chance for the playoffs or whatever the hell you said two weeks ago. They got him to the point where they got eliminated last week. You got to go, man. You got to go. That's, that's a fallable offense that you didn't know your own scenarios for the playoffs. Chuck up the deuces. Give him his pink slip. The Dallas Cowboys is very, very interesting. I honestly think if they lose to the Buccaneers this week, they're going to fire Mark McCarthy. They haven't really been. They It's been a, 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 a love-hate relationship with them ever since they hired him. But there was a lot of coaching and uh, time management miscues last year. And there's been a lot of different coaching miscues as well this year. Where you can say, "Hey, it's time for you to go." And with the Sean Payton Joker card out sitting out there, I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton's trying to wait this out and see what ends up happening with Dallas, and then Jerry Jones goes over to wherever the hell Sean Payton Sean Payton lives in Texas, and brings a Brinks truck with him. That's what I would. That would probably be the most one that makes sense. You got the Colts with Jeff Saturday. He's looking. They're they're looking for a new coach. Word on the street is Jeff Saturday may be able to keep his job. I don't know how I feel about that. when your only win was against Oakland, um, the, the the Raiders, but it was a, a win. But you lost every other game after that. Whatever. You got the Rams with Sean McVay. They talking. About, it, it sounds like he got one foot out the door. And I said it last. I said it on week one of my NFL preview show. I said the Rams were going to be on the army overweight program when you had cats like Aaron Donald, Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, all already kind of contemplating if they wanted to run it back. And then you try to go into the offseason, which you had that in your mind, where I think Sean McVay, they over they gave him a blank check on whatever TV network he wanted. I think it was supposed to be Amazon Prime. He backed out of it. And they all said, Hey, let's just try to see if we could do this one more year. Word on the street is Sean McVay does not want to go into a rebuilding stage. Like he's just not that patient, which kind of questions my coaching ability then. Does that mean you just coach good talent or you're not able to uh, develop players? Big difference, huge difference that you can, I mean, anybody, I mean, hell, no shade on Steve Kerr. But Steve Kerr, when he got the job at the Golden State Warriors, he had an already made team. He just made a couple of tweaks here and there and got the job done. I don't know if Steve Kerr could go coach, I don't know, who's a sorry team right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and make that same magic happen. So if Sean McVay, if you're telling me that you don't know if you want to be going through a rebuild stage, mind you, they don't have any first-round draft picks, I think, until either next year or the year after. And they haven't drafted a first-round draft pick since... Jared Goff, I believe. I don't know what you're going to be able to work with with all them salary cap issues, too. So he might be he might be playing the smart rules and was like, yo, let me get up out of here. But mind you, this is the mess that y'all created, and you're giving it to somebody else. I don't know if that's a good move or not. You, you made your bed. You need to in it. Now, the Baltimore Ravens is another wild card. This whole Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh situation has not played out well now. It's gotten out to the public eye what was it? The Ravens won that Super Bowl in 2012. It is 2023. That means it's been it's 11 years since the Ravens have made any noise. I think it just might be time for a different voice. Now has John Harbaugh earned the keep to for him to kind of bow out on his terms? For sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if they end up leaning towards Lamar and keeping him and he's the one that's like, "Hey man, I've I've done everything I need to do." I'm probably a Hall of Fame coach, as it is. Y'all have fun. It's been a great time, but it's time for me to dip. And that's okay. So that's a team that I'd be very, very interested in to see what ends up happening. I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans. He actually low-key needs to be fired. I think they went started the season 7-3, and three, and they ended up going to, they lost like seven in a row or something like that. With the GM abruptly getting fired in the middle of the season, that's another red flag. So I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Vrabel is let go. Um, what's another team out here that's floating around? The Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I'm I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a rant. They need to let go of Josh McDaniels if they want to save not only this their franchise but the city of Las Vegas. Um, it was noted. I want to make sure I give this person the credit. NFL Insider. Let me make sure I got the name right. Bear with me. Last. Uh, let's see. Hold on. It was yesterday. NFL Insider reported Jason Cole. I wanted to give my man the credit he deserved. Jason Cole, there was, there's was. been some rumblings that Mark Davis is not happy with how Raider fans have not been turning up. In particular, the Niners against the Raider game where it was about 75% um, Las Vegas, uh, San Francisco 49er fans. Um... And that he didn't like the fact that there's been at least in the Kansas City Chiefs game on Saturday, too. It was a lot of it was a lot of red out there. He doesn't like the fact that he that's the the, the stadiums are being the Allegiant stadiums being hijacked. Well, guess what, bro? What did you think was going to happen when you relocated to Las Vegas in a tourist city outside of maybe? And I say maybe. Miami and New Orleans, you know. You're not gonna really have them type of problems, and I, and people are like, what about LA? The only reason well, here's the problem about LA. LA is not a pro football city team. Hell, they're not even a college football city team. That was just a money bag move for the LA to try, or for the NFL to try to move a, a headquarters office out there in LA, and that's the reason really why that they, they got two teams in LA. But so I don't even count that because that's just a political move. But if you're talking about a team that's gonna get hijacked, and, and 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 this is coming from somebody who went to a New Orleans Saints game where the raiders they travel really really well and it wasn't even all like that what did you think was going to happen when you relocated to las vegas bruh you got a whole entire city that's built off of tourism their only income is gambling and tourism here in the state outside of silver what did you like why are you upset talking about he that's why he hasn't spoken to the press here's the thing bruh you came here in 2020, the pandemic year. Couldn't bring any fans in, and you know, that's what the state mandated. That's what the state wanted. You can't do nothing about it. You got to chalk that up as an L. the The events that have taken place in Allegiant Stadium have been nothing but big name superstars, concerts. I think a wrestling event happened. Uh, you get a couple of bowl games. Yada yada yada. Whatevs. The fact that a lot, of these corp- a lot of these hotels, and I don't know if I've talked about this on my show. I, I feel like I have. A lot of these casinos here in Las Vegas, MGM, Caesars, and Wynn, they buy up a boatload of these tickets here in Las Vegas. And what they do is they package it up towards their top-tier clientele, VIP um, gamblers. I don't want to say gamblers. They're, they're loyal customers. I don't want to say gamblers. It's a bad term, but it is gamblers. So your top-tier people that spend the most money on these tables and slot machines and everything else that you can think of. They, you know, they they package it up and they say, hey, hey, Mr. John Doe, you know, appreciate you. You want to go to a Raider game. So you're not, not only that, you're driving out your loyal Raider fans because these ticket prices, if you look up what the, the average Raider ticket was this season, it's, it's twice as much as the next is number two. So now you're telling me that you can't even afford, a family here in Las Vegas can't even make it to a Las Vegas Raider game. What did you expect was going to happen? Now, people can say, well, what about the Vegas Golden Knights? Well, the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a smaller venue. And I went to a Golden Knights game uh, about, about a week ago. It feels like you're at a Las like that feels like the city of Las Vegas. I've been to tons of Raiders games here in, in Vegas. They feel very corporate y. They feel very gimmicky. They feel very, they don't feel like it's a Raider thing. I, I I can't attest to say that I've been to an LA Raider game, but I've been to thousands, I'm going to say thousands, I've been to several, many, 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 many Oakland Raider games and the vibe is completely different. So if Mark Davis is that upset, you're going to have to take a look around to yourself and look at yourself and be like I need to do some changes. It needs to start with firing Josh McDaniels. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, you got to get rid of him. This this experiment this experiment with play with messing with former patriots thinking that you are going to get the patriot way. I think it needs to be a blueprint that it cannot be duplicated anywhere else in the league. So go ahead and send Josh McDaniels. Bye-bye. Send him all home. Send him back to New England. I don't even care if he's able to bring Tom Brady here next year. Like it just ain't going to work because that's only here. Tom Brady's only going to come here for a good time. Not a long time. So he'll probably be here one, maybe two years. And then what you going to do? Then what you going to do, bruh? Probably nothing. And you're back into the same doo-doo that you in now. So the fact that Josh McDaniels is still employed, I'm going to tell you all right now, if y'all see me in like a Detroit Lions jersey or a New York Jets jersey, mind your business. Don't worry about me. I'm probably just going to be hopping around. i still on like my Raiders. I'll probably just still be hopping around to different cities and different teams. I'm trying to figure out a good team I can jump on. I feel like the Lions got a cool story. The Jets is there, right there. I could get on Buffalo, but like Buffalo really cold and I really don't operate in the cold and I can't see myself really going to Buffalo. Like... I don't know. I'm cool. I don't know. I don't think I'd, I. I don't think Buffalo would like me, and I don't think I'd like Buffalo. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much how welcome I'd feel out there. So I can't get on the Buffalo hype train. Everybody on Kansas City. Uh can't really do the Seahawks. I mean, I could get back on the 49er train, but now I don't know. But I'm just saying this. If you see me, as long as Josh McDaniels is the head coach of the uh, of the Vegas Raiders, mind your business. If you see me in another team's paraphernalia next season, because it, it could happen. It could very well happen. Now. I did bring up as uh, far as I believe the NFL sent out a memo earlier this season or a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, hey, just keep in mind whenever you fire these coaches, when it's just without probable cause co- or with probable cause. With probable with probable cause that you still owed you still owe that 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 that, t- that person that got fired their money until they find another job. And I believe the New York Giants led the league. I think they they're leading the league as far as paying former coaches. They're still on the books for Joe Judge. Uh and, some, and, and 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 somebody else. I think they're paying for two people still. So I I don't know if that was a rule, like a, a, a tactic for them to be like, hey, keep in mind that you, you're still going to be paying these coaches. Here's how you fix this. Here's how you fix this. What you do is you count. You, the NFL, need to figure out a way to get with the coaches, coaching uh, association or coaches union and the collective bargaining agreement. And you need to figure out a way the next CBA you got to figure out a way to hold the coach's salary against the cap. Add the, so whatever the coaches make. So if the coaches make, I don't know, if Sean Sean Payton if he gets a job and he's making four or five million dollars, you count that against the cap, or you just add it. So if the team salary cap is two hundred some million dollars, you add the coach's salary, which would be five million dollars, and you leave it there at a, as a dead cap. And if they let the if the coaches get fired, that's a five million dollar cap hit. That's how you get rid of that's how you get rid of all these different coaching carousels. And here's the problem everybody think they can just win right now. You can't. Everybody can't win right now. There's only one championship to go around for all these teams. Okay? So I'm unfortunately, some of these teams is still gonna have a case of the lemon booty for a very long time until one of these successful teams come up out the paint. But you can't do what the Texans did yesterday or yeah, yesterday. And go back to back with two new head coaches. And technically, the Denver Broncos are gonna have two head coaches in the last year. You can't do that. How do you expect the team culture to change when you keep having a revolving door going in circles and circles and circles? So it's a quick fix. You bring the you bring the coach in, you count it against the salary cap, and if they get fired for you know whatever reason, it's 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 a five million dollar cap hit. Now you in the hole, now you're eating into the player's salary. So if you're in the Houston Texans and now you just got a $5 million cap hit, you probably just missed out on two good play, you know, two decent players. Now you gotta get two, two free agents off the practice squad or something. That's what I would do. So now it it cuts all of that out, it cuts the firing out, and also makes you really reconsider who you would hire as a coach. That's what I'm thinking. Guy, you gotta think about the long-term game. I Even mean, if it's for three years, four years, do you sit there and let go of that coach? You know. You got you got to eat that. You got to eat that money. And yes, they're eating it. They're eating the money on the coaching aspect of it. They're not eating it on the day-to-day operations. And I think if you eat, if you make them eat it on the day-to-day operations, one, I think it'll hire. It'll come up with a, a better coaching pool because all they're doing is just recycling co- coordinators. I mean, Dennis Allen got another job. Todd Bowles got another job this year. Josh McDaniels is a guy who got to run it back. Um, Raheem Morris is probably going to be a guy who's going to be able to run it back. It's going to really start considering. It's really going to start thinking thinking about who you're hiring and all of these different hype trains that everyone's on. It's going to really make you reconsider what you do. So that's how I feel like you could fix this coaching problem. You know, NFL, if you're listening to it, take that in consideration. Now, before we get up out of here, it's time for the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. And I, I, I alluded to it earlier today when i was talking about the coaching carousel somebody was like what about Brandon Staley yo Brandon Staley how he had how he kept his job after last season when the Vegas Raiders and the San Diego Chargers played that overtime game and the Raiders kind of conceded and was like hey we'll just go into a tie because if a tie ended up happening both teams are going to go to the playoffs Brandon Staley just didn't even catch the memo there was about a couple of plays where even Vince uh, Rich Basaccia who was the head coach at the time was like yo I think he's not tracking that we're trying to just tie the game, so let's just go ahead and win the game. Okay, whatever. That, to me, you need to get fired for that. Number two, he there's been at least three games that I can think of off the top of my head where they lost based off of coaching and stupid decisions that he's done because I don't know during the week when he's prepping his game if he just has a Madden game on on simulation mode the entire time and that's how he comes up with his game plans because some of the calls that he makes just doesn't make any sense. They're very, very... Video game-esque like going for it on fourth down inside of your own 30. It's video, very video game-esque You know going just going for it every time on fourth down I got a homeboy in mind who likes to play Madden. when I used to hate playing with him because he would always go for it On fourth down it'd be fourth fourth and 30 in his own 20. He'd still go for it I'm like, bro, you're not even this. This isn't funny. Like you're just being irrational This is what Brandon Staley is. He is the human version of playing Madden, where he just be going for it and just saying YOLO every time. Granted, you got a great quarterback in Justin Herbert, but that does not give you the opportunity to just say YOLO. We just gonna go for it every time. Now, you were literally the fifth seed yesterday. You couldn't get any better, and you weren't gonna get any worse if you played your starters or rested your starters. The fact that Brandon Staley played against the Denver Broncos, who was Lemon Bouté, who don't even have a first-round draft pick this year. LOL, that goes to Seattle. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, the fact that he played his entire starters all the way up until the fourth quarter gots to be one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life, to the point where their great, 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 great wide receiver, Mike Williams, unfortunately got hurt because he left him in the doggone game too long. And Joey Bosa got hurt as well, who just came off of an injury. What was you thinking? Now you're going into a very, very going across the country this weekend to play against a very, very good defensive team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you're down one of your best weapons. And you're down on the defensive side one of the best passers in the NFL. Now Khalil Mack is probably going to get doubled and triple teamed. All because you wanted to try to prove a point i'm telling you all right now let the jacksonville jaguars beat the chargers if brandon staley isn't fired if i'm justin herbert get me out of there right now because this team this franchise is just known to be losers they want to be stuck in a loser way and this guy this guy right here clearly doesn't want to win he's playing a video game so brandon staley you definitely got to be the dummy of the day like i said quay walker is another dummy of the day but brandon staley the fact that he got to keep his job last season going into this season. And just questionable calls that he's done, he's more worried about his yoga poses out here doing cat cows and stuff on the side of the side of the field than he is about actually thinking about what's at stake. I don't think he. I don't think this is a dude that gets it. Like I don't. I think the lights are on, but nobody's home with him. So, Brandon Stanley, you definitely get the dummy of the day. Um, It's just that was just inexcusable. So, if the Jaguars beat the Chargers, uh I can't think of who owns that team. It ain't Cronky. Uh, Anyways, I don't know who owns the Chargers. I forgot the owner's name off the top of my head. But anyways, the owner of the Chargers needs to make that man either walk back to San Diego, uh, walk to Universal Studios, SeaWorld, Disneyland, LA, wherever the hell the Chargers are because they don't even really have a home because that's another team that gets hijacked in SoFi where they got to use the silent counter at their own home. But anyways, Brandon Staley, you're definitely the dummy of the day. Um, once again, you've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. Like I say, email the show. Let me know when there's a good time to take our Christmas trees down because I feel like it's right now. Email the show at S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find me on uh, on Instagram at Money Compton. My name is Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. I hope everyone's enjoyed the show. We're running the show back next week. Other than that, take it easy.